And I want to read verses 6 through 13. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit just really laid this upon my heart to switch it up today. Instead of jumping right into communion, let's, let me share the Word of God with you. I want to talk about the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is He, Jesus, who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not only by water, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who bears witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God which he testified of his Son. He who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that God has given his Son. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. See, it's not a guessing game. It's not a hope. You can know. And that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Now turn with me to 1 Corinthians. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians. Whoa, the presence of God is lingering up here, I'll tell you. Hallelujah. I might need some catchers up here in a moment. <laughs> 20. Okay, 1 Corinthians 11, uh, verses 20 through 32. Let's read that real quickly here. Therefore, when you come together in one place, it is, not to eat, is it not to eat the Lord's Supper? For in eating, each one takes his own supper ahead of others, and one is hungry and the other is drunk. Okay, first off, uh, Paul here is rebuking the Corinthians, all right? He says, what? Do you have uh, houses to eat and drink in, or do, do you despise the church of God and shame those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I, I do not praise you. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same manner he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep or have passed away. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. That's heavy, folks, isn't it? That's heavy scripture. But like I said, today is Communion Sunday. The Lord had me switch this up. 
to talk about the blood of Jesus Christ. I don't believe that it's possible to overemphasize the blood of Jesus Christ. Do you? I don't think it's possible to, to talk too much about the blood of Jesus Christ. In fact, I think the reality of the blood of Jesus and what it has accomplished in our lives as Christians is highly underestimated. Uh, you know, sometimes we're so guilty of this in, in the church, in, in the Christian world. We, we just, you know, we throw out things, the blood of Christ and, and these things, spiritual gifts and all this, and it's just kind of a cliche to us, you know? I mean, you just kind of say it and you don't really, it doesn't really sink in. You're just kind of saying things. But today I want to zoom in and focus on the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, how many of you read my article in the Pioneer on Friday? Actor, uh, ambas actor or ambassador? Well, it's interesting. The Pioneer actually cut out a paragraph. They edited out on their own, took out a paragraph out of my, uh, my article. This is what they took out. It is time for the true ambassadors for Jesus Christ to stand up and make their voices heard and to use the authority that he, Jesus, has given, given us over all the power of the enemy, Luke 10, 19. Look what else they took out. When Christians take their rightful place in the earth, the name, the blood, and power of the Lord Jesus Christ will triumph over evil around the world. Amen. The pioneer cut that out. Well, come on. I, that just proves that the enemy has a major influence over the media. Amen? We knew that. I mean, I... When I seen that, I knew exactly who it was who cut that thing out. Amen? Satan and evil spirits do not like the blood of Jesus. Have you figured that out yet? They don't like the blood. And some so-called Christian churches will not. They refuse to preach, teach, or even mention the blood of Jesus Christ. Because they say some may find it offensive to talk about blood. Well, let me say this right now. If you hold that view, I don't believe that you're born again. I don't believe that you are a follower or disciple of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen on that? If you are ashamed to talk about the blood, if you are embarrassed to talk about the blood, you don't belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to briefly share with you some key points about the blood of Jesus Christ before we take communion. I want to focus on the blood and what Jesus accomplished for us on the cross. This is a real brief overview of it, all right? Because the life chain starts at 1 o'clock and I want to make sure I get you guys out of here for those who are going to be going to that. So let's get into this. The word of God refers to the blood of Jesus as precious. Go to 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 13 through 21. I want to read all that to you. Hallelujah. We cannot talk about the blood of Christ enough. Amen. Oh, for it is on the blood of Christ that we're even saved. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 1, 13 through 21 says this, Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, 
and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to your former lust, as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, be holy for I am holy. And if you call on the Father without partiality, uh, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear. Where's your stay? Here on this earth. Why you're here. We're pilgrims on this earth, the Bible says, right? Our citizenship is in heaven as Christians. Knowing that you are not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold for your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but what were we redeemed with? Verse 19, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb, without blemish and without spot. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and your hope are in God. The blood of Jesus Christ is precious, the word of God says. So that means the blood of Jesus Christ must be honored, it must be respected, and it must be remembered as Christians. You can't overemphasize the blood. Next, the word of God refers to Jesus' blood as innocent. Go to Matthew 27. Matthew 27 Verses 1 through 5. Remember, this is just a real brief overview. You know what? Study it on your own. Go deeper into it in your own devotion time, in study time, in the Word. Uh, Matthew 27, 1 through 5. When morning came, all of the chief priests and elders of the people plotted against Jesus to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas... His betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? You see to it. Then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. Judas hung himself because of the guilt he had of betraying the spotless and the innocent Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. It's innocent, it's innocent blood. You see, Jesus had an earthly mother, didn't he? Mary, the Virgin Mary. She, well, she wasn't a virgin after Jesus was born. Come on, amen? The Bible's very clear about that. But Jesus had an earthly mother, Mary. But Jesus did not have an earthly father. What qualified Jesus to be spotless? What qualified him to be innocent? What qualified him from not having the sin nature of man on him when he was born? Because he was conceived in the womb by the Holy Ghost. He didn't have two earthly parents. If he did... We're here in vain today. It's only because he, he is the Son of God because the Holy Ghost impregnated Mary. Are you hearing me? In her womb. So Jesus did not have an earthly father. 
Hallelujah. So Jesus did not have the sin nature in him because he did not have an earthly father. That's why he's the spotless lamb of God. However, it does say he was tempted in all points as we were. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. We'll, we'll get into that in another topic. But he did not have the sin nature in him. And that's what qualified him to be the sacrifice on the cross. And that's what qualifies us to stand righteously because of his shed blood on the cross. That makes sense to you? Hallelujah. Go to Isaiah 7.14. Let me just show you some scriptures. This was prophesied about Jesus years, years ago. Years before his birth on this earth. Before the, what they call the incarnation of Christ. Isaiah 7, 14, it says, this is a prophecy about Jesus' birth. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin, Mary, shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, or God with us. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew 1, 23, real quick, let me just run that by you. This is the, the fulfillment in the New Testament says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Remember, this is years after Isaiah was written, which is translated God with us. Hallelujah. And sure enough, it came to pass, and he's the one we worship today. Are you hearing me? The Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the blood of Jesus offers remission of sins. There's a big word for you. Go to Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9, verses 22 through 23. Hallelujah. For some, for some, the blood of Jesus is a stumbling block. But for some, it's a stepping stone. Are you hearing me? What one is it in your life? Oh, the Holy Ghost just, that wasn't even in my notes. Hallelujah. Hebrews 9. 22 and 23 says, and according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. It's talking about the old covenant. And without shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Therefore, it was necessary that the copies of the things in the heavens should be purified with these, with the blood. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. <laughs> The word of God is saying that Jesus' blood is a whole lot better than the blood of bulls and goats that they used in the old covenant. Are you hearing me? Now listen, the word remission. What, you know, when I was going to church, the, the, the pastor would mention a word or something. and It was a you know, real big word and stuff. And they would never explain it. And so you, know, you just sit there and then you just end up losing them and you fall asleep. But what, so I don't like that. I like explaining some things here and what definitions mean. The word remission signifies a release from bondage. Take hold of this now, come on. Or release from imprisonment. A dismissal. A sending away of your sin. And forgiveness. Oh, it doesn't stop there. With the added quality of canceling out all judgment, punishment, obligation, or debt. That's what the blood of Jesus does for us. Oh, come on. Let me, let me just read that again. That was rich. The word remission signifies a release from bondage 
or release from imprisonment. How many of you know before we came to Christ, we were in bondage and we were in prison? Sadly to say, some Christians are still in bondage because they don't know about the benefits of the blood. We got to enforce it, and I'll get into that in a moment. It's a release from imprisonment, dismissal, a sending away, and forgiveness with the added quality of canceling out all judgment, punishment, obligation, or debt. Go to Romans chapter 3. Hallelujah. Romans 3. When you partake of, the, of communion today, I want you to have a better understanding of the blood. I want it to really sink in. I don't want it just to be a good tasting piece of bread and, oh, that's great grape juice. Are you hearing me? I want you to know what you're partaking of, what they symbolize. Yeah. Hallelujah. Or else, what are, what are we doing here? Playing church? No, we're to be the church, the Bible says. Hallelujah. Romans 3, 19 through 26. Oh, uh, let's see. Here it is. All right, yes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh shall be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Basically, that's saying, it's saying the Old Testament, the Old Covenant was put in place to, sh to bring, make us guilty before God, showing that, you know what, we can't, be, we can't be righteous on our own. We need God's help. We need God's sacrifice. And everything, by the way, in the Old Covenant points to the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll get into that in the future sermons. But now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, apart from the Old Covenant, apart from the going, come on, give me a goat and let's kill this thing and let's put it on an altar. Apart from all that stuff now. The righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. In other words, everything in the Old Testament, everything the prophets spoke in the Old Covenant pointed to Jesus Christ. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. If you, if, you don't, if you never made Jesus Lord of your life and you think you're okay, you're deceived. You're not. It says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Whom God sent forth as a propitiation or sacrifice by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because... In his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be, the, be, be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Everything now, this side of the cross, everything comes through Jesus Christ. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is the door. Amen. So for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's why it was necessary for Jesus to shed his precious blood for the sin of mankind. The Bible says that Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. Let me ask you this. Is the whole world saved right now? But it says Jesus died for the sins of the whole world, didn't it? But all aren't saved. That must mean we have to do something then. Amen? Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll get into that at the end. The word of God refers to Jesus' blood as sufficient. It's sufficient. 
Oh, I know, you're trying to look for peace in, uh, in finances. You're trying to look for peace in money. You're trying to look. Uh, the Bible says that Jesus' blood is sufficient for you. And everything that Jesus' blood has purchased for you and I is sufficient. Go to Hebrews 9, 11. Hebrews 9, 11 through 15. But Christ came as a high priest of good things to come, with, a, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation. By the way, I'm going to be showing a video very soon by Perry Stone on the tabernacle and how the tabernacle in the Old Testament points to everything in the New Covenant, how everything points to Jesus. So uh, I'll, I'll let you know when we start that. Verse 12, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood he entered into the most holy place. Once for all. He's not going back on that cross again. He's not taking nails again. He did it once and for all. Having obtained eternal re redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more? Say how much more. Shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, the Holy Ghost, offered himself without spot to God. He didn't have the sin nature. Are you hearing me? But he took the sins of the whole world upon himself when he hung on that cross. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The blood of Jesus is better, like I said, than the blood of bulls and goats goats that were used under the old covenant the blood of jesus is sufficient and it's all powerful hallelujah the the word of god refers to jesus's blood as a cleansing it cleanses us from sins go to first john 1 7 oh you, you didn't have time for your bible study this week don't worry i'm i'm gonna fill the in the blanks for you here what you missed out this week hallelujah but get back on schedule we all need our personal time with God at home. Amen? I mean, you're only here once or twice a week at the most. We, we, we got to do our own uh, study. We got we to dig for, our own, for treasure in the Word of God. Amen? We got to do it with our whole heart. 1 John 1, 7 says, But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Nothing can wash away your sin except for the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Only the blood of Jesus Christ has the power and the authority to wash the sins of mankind away. Now, peace with God is only found in the blood of, through the blood of Jesus Christ. Go to Ephesians chapter 2. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2. Now, this is, this is a, such a deep truth. I mean, we really need to meditate on this. Peace with God. So many Christians are walking around condemned. God is mad at me. God hates me. 
No, it's the Holy Spirit that's trying to bring you back into right fellowship. If you're a Christian, are you hearing me? If you've backslidden, you've fallen away. No, no, no. He wants you to come back to him. When you start running toward him, oh, hallelujah, he runs to you. Ephesians 2, 14 through 18. For he himself, Jesus, is our peace, who has made both one, has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that, that is the law of commandments containing ordinances, the slain, the killing of the lambs and the goats, and taking the blood to... All that, the ordinances. So as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who are afar off and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. That wall of separation that was separating you from, from God the Father has been taken away. The, the veil, the curtain has been torn. Hallelujah. Because the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Powerful, powerful truths. So run back to him today. You're out of fellowship with him as a believer? Run back to him. You're a sinner? You need to get saved because hell is, is, uh, being in hell or the lake of fire for eternity is a long time. Are you hearing me? Colossians 1. 13 through 20. Peace with God is found only through the blood of Jesus Christ. Here's another scripture to back that up. He has delivered us from the power or authority of darkness. I like that, don't you? And conveyed us, or King James says translated us, into the kingdom of the dear son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, We've been bought back if you belong to him today. If you have faith in Jesus, you've been bought back. Hallelujah. The forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. Talking about the realm of the spirit there, the spirit realm. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the, be who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him, in Jesus, all the fullness should, shall, should dwell. And by him to reconcile, to bring back, all things to himself. Meaning, he's the head honcho. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Hallelujah. By him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Oh, listen to this. Jesus is the head honcho of the universe. He is the head honcho of the earth. But, you know, in, in the wisdom of God, he has chosen to give the body of Christ that authority on this earth. You and I, believers. We don't do it, God doesn't do it. Say that with me. If we don't do it, God doesn't do it. That's why, folks, we need to get busy. We need to get busy advancing the kingdom of God. Amen? Because of the shed blood of Jesus, we have a new address. Are you hearing me? We've been translated. We moved from Satan's kingdom before coming to Christ. And we are now in the kingdom of God as children of God. 
Oh, come on. Take a hold of this. Legally, Satan has no authority over you or I. Satan and evil spirits, legally, they don't have any authority. If you're a child of God, legally, they have no right, no authority. Because you've been delivered from the power or authority of darkness. Look, it's, it's a legal thing. It's a legal thing. It's a judicial thing. You have children. You get a divorce. Your, your, your wife gets custody of the kids, full custody. Uh, you, you really don't have any say in that child's life anymore. Are you hearing me? Yeah, I mean, am I off on this? I mean, you're looking at me like a deer in the headlights. I, am I right? Yes, thank you. I'm talking about legally Satan doesn't have the right, but he's a thief. That's why we have to enforce our, the authority, the, the authority that Jesus gave us. Jesus said in Matthew 28, he said, all power or authority has been given unto me. What was the next words? Go ye therefore. He's saying, go use it now. I'm counting, Jesus in effect is saying this, I'm counting on you, my people, to pull people from the pit. I'm counting on you, my people, to stop people from going to hell. I'm counting on you, my people, to stop this, the, these, the sicknesses and diseases in the life of people. Go lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Are you hearing me? I'm counting on you, my people, to put a stop to Satan advancing his kingdom by these demonized individuals. Uh, go, cast out devils. Are you hearing me? Thank you, you two. Now, we are sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ. There's another big word again. There's remission. There's sanctified. Sanctified simply means to be set apart. We're set apart by the blood of Jesus. Hebrews 10, 14. Got that in my notes. Let's go there. Hopefully it makes sense. Uh, hallelujah. Glory. Hebrews 10, 14 says this, for by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? It says those who are what? Being sanctified. Oh, oh, okay. This whole thing about holiness is coming together then. This whole thing about you be holy for I am holy is all gelling together now. It means as you walk with Christ day by day, as you walk with Christ minute by minute, you're set apart. You're set apart from the devil. You're set apart from the world. Being, say being, being. sanctified. Christ is our sanctification. John 15 says to abide in Christ. You know what the word abide means? Literally means continue with. Dwell in. Yeah. Hallelujah. How many of you listened to the radio broadcast today? Remember how it said the Bible says walk circumspectly in this world. That means walk cautiously. You better because there's a lot of thorny terrain. We got to walk cautiously, and that, my friends, is called walking holy, being holy for he is holy. Amen. We got to watch what we put our hands to. We got to watch what we allow into our life. We got to watch what we're allowing to come into our eye gates. We got to watch what we're listen, listening to, letting come in our ear gates. Amen? Now, we are, the Bible says, justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. Go to Romans 5 9. 
Romans 5.9. Now this will set someone free here if you really take hold of this. It says this, Much more than, having now been justified by His blood, notice the H is capitalized, talking about Jesus, by His blood, we shall also be saved from wrath through Him. Justified. Justified. That is interesting. That means that your past sins have been washed away, wiped away, and you are, you are declared not guilty because of the shed blood of Jesus. When you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, when you believe that he died on the cross, shed his blood, he was put in the tomb, he was dead for three days, and he rose from the dead, and you confess him as Lord of your life, Oh my, something happens on the inside of you. There's a cleansing. There's a spiritual shower going on. There is a spiritual shower going on by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Justified means this. Just as, just as if I have never sinned. Justified. Just as if I have never sinned. That's why Satan Oh my, here's one of his tactics. Are you ready for this? Always bringing up your past. Always bringing up your failures. Always bringing up everything. But justified means just as if I have never sinned. That's why we can walk boldly. And that's why you can just tell the devil and, and evil spirits to shut their mouths. Are you hearing me? And say, I've been justified just as if I have never sinned. My last point here. The blood of Jesus Christ has overcoming power in it. Hallelujah. As a Christian, you now have authority over Satan and evil spirits. I just mentioned that a minute ago because of the shed blood of Jesus. Go to Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12. Oh, this is powerful. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus Christ has overcoming power power in it i told you satan and evil spirits don't like the blood of jesus christ they hate it all right revelation 12 11. and they christians overcame him by the blood of the lamb notice the lamb is the l is capitalized on the lamb it's talking about jesus the spotless lamb of god and so, and they overcame him by the blood, him meaning the enemy. They overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Now, I want you to notice something from this passage of scripture. We must, it didn't just say the blood of Jesus there, did it? It went on to say what? The What? The word of their testimony. I want to tell you this right now. That the blood of Jesus has overcoming power in it. But we must verbally enforce. We must verbally enforce the benefits and authority that we have through the blood of Jesus Christ. If you're not opening your mouth, show me a Christian that never confesses the word. Never opens their mouth speaking the word or who they are in Christ. I'll show you a Christian that's getting their butt kicked by the devil. Do it. Just go ahead. I'll show you someone like that then. Are you hearing me? 
but show me a Christian who is bold. Someone who really believes that they have never sinned. Someone who really believes they're justified. Someone who really believes the word of God. Someone who's not ashamed of the gospel. Someone who's not ashamed to speak and teach about the, the blood of Jesus Christ. I'll show you a Christian who's on the offensive and not the defensive all the time. We need to be on the offensive, amen? Our words release the power and authority that's in the blood. According to Romans 10, 9 through 10, you can't even get saved without confessing Jesus as Lord. Are you hearing me? You can't even do it. Let's go there, in fact. Romans chapter 10. Let me just show you. Well, I don't believe that, Pastor James. Well, let's just go there and put an end to it right now. Uh, Romans 10, 9 and 10. Listen to this. That this you want to know step-by-step directions on how to get born again? Here it is right here. I mean, it doesn't get any clearer than this. That if you confess, agree with, with your mouth, oh, there it is, the Lord Jesus, or Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart. See, you can, you can go ahead and confess them, but if you don't believe it in your heart, it's just empty words. See, so many people get flaky on the side of, of confession because they're like, well, I confess the word all the time, blah, 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 and, and nothing's happening. Well, because there's absolutely no ounce of faith in you uh, toward the word. Are you hearing me? You got to believe, and then you got to have faith in your heart as you're speaking. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You know one of the major things that Satan comes against in the Christian faith, are you ready for this? The resurrection of Jesus Christ. I want you to notice that is the main, one of the main things that you must believe. Well, I believe that Jesus was uh, you know, a good man or a prophet and, and all that. That's not good enough. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't just a good man. He's, he was the God man. Are you hearing me? Amen. And we must believe that God, by his spirit, raised Christ from the dead. Three days later. Do you believe that? Do you have, a, do, do you have enough faith to believe that? Well, hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, you're in. You're in. Confess him as Lord of your life and start living for him. Hallelujah. But words are extremely important and powerful. Words, it, this is just a spiritual force. It can be used for good. It can be used for e They can be used for evil. You can bless or you can curse. You choose this day whom you will serve. <laughs> Amen. What do you choose? Blessing or curse? What's coming out of your mouth? Amen. Hallelujah. Just as I close here, I just want to say this because I, this, when I got into the deliverance ministry, the Lord led me into that and, and, and casting out demons, setting people free. The, the reality of the power in the name and the blood of Jesus Christ became ever so evident. I mean, I believed, I had faith, I knew, but when you see it firsthand, firsthand, in, in counseling sessions, even in preaching sometimes, when, the, when you're preaching, preaching, speaking about the blood of Jesus, about the Lord Jesus Christ, about the resurrection, demons manifest. 
<laughs> oh, you're like, um, oh, is that why I'm so fidgety today? <laughs> I'm serious. Demons hate. They tremble when, when, when someone by faith stands up and talks about the blood of Jesus Christ, the name, just preaching Jesus, demonic spirits can't stand it. And, and they can't hide any longer. They, they, start to, they start to manifest. That's why, you see, even when Jesus was in the synagogues and preached, some of these stupid demons said, are you the son of God? I mean, they just gave themselves away. Or, they, or they, the guy or the person who has the devil drops on the ground and starts rolling around foaming at the mouth. Everything is manifest by the, made manifest by the light. Who's the light of the world? Jesus. Who, who now is with Jesus? Who's part of his body? We are the body of Christ. Let's go expose what the enemy's doing. Are you hearing me? Let's set the captives free. Let's not just play church. Let's be the church. Hallelujah. Let's take hold of the benefits that belong to us through the blood of Jesus Christ. Let's everyone stand in this place right now. Let's, let's take communion. As the music plays and you come up to receive the elements, I want you to examine your heart. I want you to really, if you've taken the blood of Jesus Christ for granted, I want you to confess that is sin to him today. For, say, forgive me, Lord Jesus. I'm, I'm so sorry. I have. I, I really, you know, I counted it as just a common thing. Just a common thing. An unholy thing. Father, we thank you for the shed blood. Now, I want you just, you know what, instead of having someone hold the elements here, just make a single file line and come right up here. Come right up here and I'll move this out of the way. Come on up. Just make a single file line and just go off to whatever side. Examine your heart right now. Hallelujah. Everything that we have, everything that we enjoy as Christians is because of the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Bible Christian Center to take communion. But you must be a member of the church. You must be born again to partake of the table. someone who's not born again, I want you to come and meet me at this altar right here. 
If today you realized I am a sinner, I can't do it on my own, and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, I want you to get out of your seat. Today's the day of salvation, to make Jesus Lord of your life. And then you can join in the line and partake of communion. There's no waiting period, amen? It's an instant thing, hallelujah. You don't have to be confirmed. You don't have to do all this rigmarole. No. Hallelujah. The pastor has brought us such a faithful word today and such a freeing word. And the Holy Spirit gave uh, just a revelation to me as, as I was sitting here um, because we haven't had our healing service yet.
we haven't had our our deliverance time yet and we need to understand something today as you partake of this blood and this body you have the authority through the covenant right now to cast off to resist, to call down, to condemn every oppressive evil spirit. It's not whether Pastor James just lays hands on you. It's not whether I pray for you in some special moment. You're going to take this communion, this body in blood, and you're going to say, I am part of the, a covenant, and these oppressive things, I, through the blood of Jesus Christ, have authority over in the name of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus Christ today raises up a standard against the enemy today. Though he come in like a flood, the Holy Spirit says to you that the blood of Jesus has raised a standard and his power is broken today. When you take this communion, let's take some authority today and get some junk off of our lives in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Good word. Hallelujah. Thank you. Oh, Jesus. The pain that you took on your body, the stripes that you took. We are in covenant with you, those who are holding the bread right now, which is symbolic of your broken body. Father, I pray that that healing anointing would be loosed in the bodies of every person here right now in the name of Jesus as they partake of the broken body and remember the broken body that we are in covenant with you through your son, Jesus Christ. You may partake of the bread. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The blood is sufficient. Chris, you can go ahead and play some music here. The blood is sufficient. It's the blood that justifies us, that legally states on your docket in heaven, not guilty. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> not guilty. Case dismissed. Oh, they're not going back to it. Come on. That, that, that file's not going to be opened back up again. Are you hearing me? Your past? It's done. Let it go now. It's in the deepest parts of the ocean. Quit deep sea fishing. Amen. Jesus, we praise you. Thank you for your blood. We exalt you in your holy blood that was shed on the cross, that was shed on Calvary, that was taken up into heaven, sprinkled on the mercy seat in heaven. Sprinkled on the mercy seat. And says, not guilty. He may partake of the drink. Hallelujah. You may collect the cups. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus.
revelation of the covenant deeper revelation of the blood oh deeper revelation how many want the deep things of God revealed to them I you know as I've been praying this week in this sanctuary I I, I just really sense that that this is a season where revelation knowledge is going to be poured out like never before only for those for those who are serious who are really seeking the Lord with their whole heart. Get ready. It's a season of release, of, of revelation. It w- God's going to take the church higher for those who are really serious with Him. Amen? Let's stand in this place. Maybe there's someone in here. I made the invitation a while ago. But someone in here who has not made Jesus Lord of your life, and you didn't come the first time. You feel, you're feeling the nudge, but you didn't come. I'm giving you another opportunity to come forward because the fact is this, Jesus wasn't ashamed to hang on the cross for you. Jesus wasn't ashamed to hang naked on the cross with blood pouring out. You ought not to be ashamed to walk down this aisle to make him Lord of your life. Secondly, maybe you're a believer and then you've fallen away. Frankly, you don't even know if you'd go to heaven if you died right now. If you, you drop dead right now, you don't know if you're going to heaven. If that's you, I want you to come forward. It's time for you just to rededicate your life. It's time for you to get back on the narrow road that leads to life. Amen? Maybe you're in this place, you're a believer, you love the Lord, but you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Jesus said, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you to be witnesses unto me. Come forward if you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism. Maybe you want prayer for, you have something in your body, you just want me to come in agreement with you. Maybe you have an emotional infirmity. Maybe you're one who's bound by the devil that I was talking about. Maybe you've just been rustling around in your seat all service, feeling uncomfortable. You need to come forward for prayer this morning. Worship the Lord, the rest of you. Extravagant words. 
couple announcements here. The Life Chain, if you're coming from our church, 1 to 2.30 today, the Life Chain for Revival Christian Center, our block is Locust to Linden Street. Locust to Linden. You, we're, we have to go and get the signs from the parking lot in front of Williams Auditorium. So go to Williams Auditorium, and Locust and Linden is, is Revival Christian spot. Uh, Oasis. Kathy Richardson, see her if you would like to be on a rotation to help volunteer for the Oasis to get coffee ready and all that on Sundays. So see Kathy. Also, Kay has a request from the media department. When you request CDs and DVDs, write clearly. Hallelujah. Go out in victory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.